Hey, welcome back to the Heartled Wellness Podcast. Today, I am talking about some deeper inner work type things. I love how on my show, I share really practical things, nutritional things, nervous system things, research, all the nerdy stuff that I love, but I also love talking about the more heart work things, the emotional things, the inner work, the trauma, the suppressed emotions. That is just as important. And in today's episode, I'm really focusing on the extreme control, perfectionistic, black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking parts of us that can be affecting your health, your relationship with food, your body, any area of your life. So many of my clients come to me with this struggle, saying that they want to heal perfectionism and extreme ways of thinking. And I love helping people heal these things because I used to struggle with them too. And life pre-healing work and life post-healing work is a complete 180. And I want this freedom and ease and joy that I found in my life now for everyone out there who is struggling with perfectionism and extremes. So I'm getting really deep in today's episode, sharing lots of hopefully helpful things with you and for you. And if you are looking for one-to-one coaching to really get some tailored support in your life to heal these things so you can let go of them once and for all, I would love to be that guide for you. You can click the link in my show notes to check out my website where there is more information about all of that. Let's just dance right into today's episode. One common pattern I see in a lot of women who struggle with food and orthorexia is extremes. And I used to be so guilty of this, and I want you to know that you're so not alone if you're struggling with this right now, but you might be thinking that if something is good, then more must be better. And so we go into this extreme world where things need to be all or nothing, black or white, a lot or nothing, And this can really set us up for turmoil emotionally, mentally, and physically health-wise. So I want to unpack this a little bit today because it is one of the big key pillars in healing, in healing your relationship with food or just healing your relationship with your life in general. If you want to feel more at ease and have a more effortless relationship with food and honestly, with life in general, if you just want to feel more at ease in life, then you need to address your tendency to choose extremes and black and white thinking and really heal that pattern. So this pattern of extremes can show up in any area of our life, but it is really commonly exposed in the health and wellness world. And so you might be thinking that if something you learn about on a podcast or in a book is good for you, then more of it must be better. I'm going to give you a few examples and maybe you can relate to these things of areas where you feel like you're falling into this extreme pattern. So maybe you learn about the power of walking and how good walking is for maintaining a healthy weight, for your nervous system, for your physical health, for your bone health. And so all of a sudden you have this goal of trying to get 12 to 15,000 steps every single day. That's an example of learning about something that's good for you and thinking that you need to do it to an extreme in order to receive the benefits. 
or you learn about cold plunges and how good cold plunging is for the nervous system and for the body. And now you're trying to do a cold shower every single day at 5 a.m. right when you wake up. Or you learn about how great vegetables are and how helpful they are for blood sugar balance and for keeping you satisfied at all of your meals. And suddenly you're scared to eat any meal without a huge pile of greens next to it. Even breakfast, you feel like you have to have a huge bowl of vegetables with all of your meals. Maybe you learn about how the super high fat content in the standard American diet is contributing to insulin resistance and blood sugar dysregulation and obesity, and now you're scared of eating fats at all and you're choosing to eat a zero added fat diet with no overt fats. Another example is that you learn about taking a break from eating and how good it is to let your body digest and let your digestive system repair and heal just like how we do at night when we're fasting. But now you're trying to do intermittent fasting for 16 hours every single day and eating in an eight hour window. All of these examples are very common examples of extremes, of learning about something that's good for us and thinking that we need to do it in an extreme way in order to get the benefits of it. And I used to try and do all of these things myself. I'm speaking from experience here because you just want to feel good in your body. Your goal is to feel good in your body. You want to feel healthy. You want to feel vital. But the way that you think you're going to get there, the way that you approach that end goal of health is often through extreme measures. And then it always backfires. It never lasts. When we go into these extreme ways of being around food, around life, around health especially, it's not sustainable. It's not something that we can actually maintain for a long period of time and it negatively impacts our mental and physical health. And so then we get into this back and forth yo-yo cycle of doing something extreme and then doing nothing at all or going to one end and then going back to the other end, which is what we often see with food, going into that binge restrict pattern over and over and over again. But it can also happen with health practices where we are doing everything and then we're doing nothing and then all of it and then nothing. And this isn't how we create sustainable health. So the first problem with approaching things from an extreme way is that it leads to physical imbalances in our health. Our bodies are not designed to handle a constant push. We need rest in between. We need balance. We can't be constantly tearing down our bodies and in this detoxification state or in this muscle building state or in this cold plunge state. We can't be doing that constantly without having balance, without having rest in between. And so these therapeutic tools like cold plunging or fasting, for example, they actually lose their therapeutic value when we are practicing them 24-7. It becomes more stressful than helpful when we're doing them all the time. And so you think you're doing these things because you want stronger health and you want to feel healthier, but ironically, they're probably leaving you more fatigued, more puffy, more bloated, and especially hormonally imbalanced if you're doing these things all the time. And I'm talking about these more physical practices that are more extreme doing them every day, but this can also be related to your general way of approaching your life. If you feel like you need to be doing things in an all or nothing way, that can be really depleting on your hormones and on your body because of the way that cortisol impacts our physical health. 
The second way that extremes can affect you is mentally and emotionally. Having an extreme approach is extremely stressful and exhausting. And our bodies release a lot of cortisol when we are doing things in an extreme way. Your nervous system could feel like it's constantly being chased by a lion. It's living in that state of sympathetic activation, that state of state of fight or flight, even though you're just taking a cold shower at 5 a.m. every morning. And this is why you might be feeling really anxious or like you can't sleep or restless or even depressed. And you're confused about what to do because you're doing all the things that people say you should do if you feel this way. They tell you if you feel like you can't sleep and if you're anxious that you should take a cold shower, you should work out more, you should eat more whole foods. And you're doing all of these things and it's actually making you feel worse. And the reason is because you're doing them in an extreme way. So you know I like to go a layer deeper with all things. So I want to really unpack this specific relationship with extremes and go a layer deeper on this. Why do you feel the need to do things in an extreme way? Why do you chase this perfection with your health and your health routine? Why do you default to all or nothing black and white thinking when it comes to health especially? Well, first of all, the first thing that we need to do is really see these as parts of ourselves. There's the true you and then there are your parts. The true you is like the soul version of you, the untainted, beautiful, pure soul at the core of you. And we collect all of these parts around us as we go through life. And so you can see these different tendencies as parts. You have a perfectionistic part, a part that wants everything to be perfect. You have this extreme part that wants to do things in this really extreme way. You have this all or nothing part that thinks it can either do things all the time or nothing at all and all of these parts there are many others but these are just the ones i want to focus on today they are not you they are a part of you you have collected them you have activated them they are taking on a role in your life right now but they're not the true you and so when we first notice this difference between you and your parts this is the first step in healing because it takes off that blame or that guilt or that shame of feeling like there's something wrong with you or you are a perfectionist, you are an extreme person, it's impossible to heal something when it's your identity. But when we create the separation between ourselves and our parts, then there's space in the middle for us to relate to them differently, to get to know these parts differently and to bring healing to them. And so that's the next thing that we want to do is we want to get to know each of these parts. We want to know why they're here. We want to know what they're protecting us from. We want to know how we can love them so they can feel safe enough to really soften and not take on such a big role in our lives. And this work is what often what I talk about when I'm talking about deeper work. This is it. This is what I work on with my clients and it has the power to completely change your life. I know that because it's completely changed my life and I see it in my clients too because this is how we actually unravel these patterns and step into a new way of being. You don't have to be a perfectionist for the rest of your life. You don't have to be an extreme person for the rest of your life. You get to choose who you want to be And that choice is available to you when you create that space between you and your parts and you learn that you can love and heal these parts and then choose how you want to show up. Choose how you actually want to be in your life. 
So for today's episode, I want to break down these parts that I just mentioned, the perfectionism, the extreme, the all or nothing, and really explain to you how they could be showing up in your life with some examples and how they are related to health and wellness. So if you feel like you are an extreme person in health and wellness and you can't do things in the middle, it has to be this all or nothing, then you might relate to a lot of what I'm going to share with you right now. So let's start first with this perfectionistic part. And in internal family systems, which is parts work, this is the system of parts work, we talk about firefighters and managers. And these are different parts that we can have. So firefighters are the parts of us that often react and help put out the pain, help put out the fire. So we experience some sort of emotion, sensation, and our firefighter parts come in to try and get rid of that fire, try and get rid of that pain as quickly as possible. So they often do this by numbing, distracting, soothing. So this could be things like overeating or binge watching TV, things that numb us from our emotions, distract us from our emotions, or soothe our emotions. So those are firefighters. We also have managers. And where firefighters are reacting to pain, managers are trying to prevent pain. They are trying to perform, produce, please, do all of the managing things they can do to try to keep us from feeling pain in the first place. So this might show up as people-pleasing, perfectionism, overworking, trying to keep it all together, trying to manage everything so we don't have to feel pain or insert any emotion. So when we're talking about perfectionism and our perfectionistic parts, these are often manager parts. These parts believe that if they can make everything perfect, they can protect us from pain. If I can prevent myself from feeling pain, then I will be safe. And so we have this perfectionistic part trying to keep us on this perfect health routine so that we can feel safe and so that we can feel okay. And so when we get to know this perfectionistic part in this way, we understand that it's actually providing us some value. And it's not that we just hate the fact that we're a perfectionist and we hate that we can't just let things go and live in the gray zone. Our perfectionistic part is trying to protect us. And so we can extend some gratitude, some love towards this part of ourselves that has been working so hard to keep us safe. And then we can get to know it and we can get to know what this perfectionistic part is trying to keep us safe from. What is it scared will happen if we aren't perfect? If everything falls apart and there is no perfection, what is this part scared of will happen? And this is what it's protecting us from. Oftentimes, it's a fear of losing control, a fear of gaining weight. And then we have to ask, okay, what would happen if we gained weight? What's so scary about that? Well, it's often not being accepted, not being worthy, not feeling loved. And so then you can see it's not about perfectionism. It's about our fear of being loved, our fear of being worthy, our fear of not being accepted. And this is the roots of that part. That part is protecting us from these really deep fears that we have in our subconscious mind or deep in our hearts. And so healing perfectionism, especially around health and wellness, isn't about trying to get rid of this perfectionistic part. 
it's about learning how to love this part and find ways that we can show this part that we are worthy, that we are loved, that we are accepted, no matter what happens, no matter if everything falls apart, no matter if there's no order and there is no control, we are still going to be okay. Another part that I mentioned earlier is this extreme part. And it's all of these are very interwoven with each other. They all can be best friends and have the same social circle. But the extreme part can also be seen as a manager, a manager part. It's trying to prevent us from feeling discomfort. This part feels safer to be in one end or the other. You can almost think of a swimming pool. It feels safer to be at the edge of a swimming pool than in the middle of it. You can be on one end or on the other end. There's a wall to grab onto, but when you're in the middle, it feels really unsafe. What's so scary in the middle that we're afraid of? What is this extreme part so scared of feeling? And oftentimes in the middle, in that messy middle, that's where there's nuance and complexity and messiness. And it's so cut and dry on the ends. It's so easy. It's so black and white when we're on one end or the other. But when we're living in the middle, there's so much room for messiness and complexity. And so once again, you can see that it's not about the extremes. It's not about what extreme you're choosing or what you're avoiding. It's about the fear of there not being a black and white answer. This part is scared of things not being so cut and dry, so black and white. And so it feels safer, it feels easier for this extreme part to think of the world in a black and white way than it does in this gray, complexity, messy way that life might actually be. It feels a lot easier to pick a side and stick with it than to live in the middle and change your mind. And so when we are jumping to extreme things in health and wellness and we think that we need to do these extreme ways of eating or extreme ways of exercising, It's often because it feels safer, it feels easier to think of it as this one way and this is the only way than to try and find some middle ground that is more complex and not as cut and dry. So once again, it all goes back to what feels safe in our nervous systems and what feels comfortable for our bodies. And so when we're working on healing this extreme part, we need to learn how to feel safe when we're swimming in the middle of the pool. How can we be in the middle of the pool and still feel okay? We might need a life jacket. We might need somebody there with us. We might need an understanding of how to swim. This is all metaphor for giving ourselves tools to handle life tools to feel the complexity of life, to feel the messiness of life without it drowning us, without it swallowing us up and making us feel like we can't survive. And that's when we can live in the gray. We don't have to do extremes anymore because we are safe. We are okay living in that middle ground. And then the other part that I want to talk about today is this part that feels like things have to be hard for it to work. And you might feel like you need to be doing something challenging or something really hard in your health routine in order to have results. You feel like your whole (laughs) daily schedule needs to feel challenging and hard or else it's not going to work. And a really practical example of this is going to the gym. You feel like you need to be exhausted at the end of your workout. You need to feel that way every single day or it's not going to work. And so you... Take, try to take a rest day from the gym, you try to not go to the gym and you start to kind of panic inside because it feels like you're not working hard enough, you're not doing something enough and you're going to lose your progress, or you're going to lose your results. 
The same thing could happen with food. You feel like you need to be eating really restricted diet that doesn't have any delicious foods in it, lots of bland foods, no treats, and it needs to feel really hard in order for you to be at a healthy weight. And if you think about eating more fun foods, more soul foods, and incorporating those, that feels like it's too easy and that it's not going to give you the results that you want. And this part is really showing us that we have this feeling like things need to be painful or they need to be hard in order for them to work. And so we want to ask this part, where did it first come into our lives? Where did it first come into this idea that things need to be hard in order to work? Maybe your family only rewarded you when you were doing something really hard and they always praised you when you were really putting in a lot of hard effort. Maybe you were told that resting is lazy and that lazy people relax and take days off. Maybe you picked up a message from society that says no pain, no gain, and you think that things have to be painful in order for you to gain, in order to grow. And so when you try and do a more balanced approach and you try to have more rest days or you try to not do things as extreme, this part is feeling really unsafe and is feeling really uncertain about doing things in this way because it has this strong belief that things need to be hard. And so then you end up going back to that challenging, extreme way of doing things again because this part is feeling unsettled. And so when we're healing this part, we need to find ways to update it and give it an update on our current lives and how that is not the reality we're living in, giving it some examples of ways that things can still work without being difficult, how things don't always have to be painful in order for you to succeed. And find ways to love this part so it feels seen, heard, and loved and doesn't feel like it needs to take on this role of making you chase pain in order to succeed. So hopefully you can see how much depth there is in this conversation. And this is why when you do this inner healing work and you untangle and unravel all of this, it can start to feel so easy to do what's actually best for you. And it becomes effortless to follow a balanced approach with your health. You won't be drawn to these extreme ways of being anymore. You won't be drawn to these all or nothing approaches because all of these unhealed parts aren't screaming in the back of your mind or in the back of your heart telling you what to do. When you aren't having these extreme perfectionistic all or nothing parts feeling activated all the time, then you can choose the balanced approach with ease. You can choose to eat mostly whole foods with sprinkles of soul foods in there without it feeling chaotic or out of control. And how do we do this? How do we actually do this healing work? Well, the first step is meeting these parts, getting to know your unique parts, the parts of you that are showing up in your life. For you, it might be completely different. It might not be a perfectionistic part. It might be a controlling part. It might be an unworthiness part. You have to figure out with the help of somebody else or on your own what these parts are for you and start to create some separation between you and that part. Seeing them as a part is one of the most healing things you can do. And that's the first step is noticing that you have these parts in you that aren't truly you. And then you can start to work with them. You can start to love them. You can start to learn what they're protecting you from. You can help them feel and heal that pain that they've been carrying. And then learn how to live your life in a different way. When you've healed it, you get to choose. You get to choose how you want to show up. Do you want to feel super obsessed about food? Or do you want to feel more at ease and more balanced about it? 
you get to choose when these subconscious parts aren't running the show. And I want to say one thing, an important note is that it's one thing to have connected the dots and see why you're behaving in a certain way. So for example, you know, okay, I have this perfectionistic part that is making me feel like I need to eat in a perfect way in order to feel safe. You understand that logically. That's one thing, but it's a whole other thing to actually process through that perfectionistic part in your body and bring healing to it. For so long, I was the most educated but unhealed person. (laughs) I knew exactly why I would overeat or why I was a perfectionist. I knew why. I could see the roots of this in my childhood. I could see how it was keeping me safe, but I hadn't actually healed it and processed it through my body. And it wasn't until I started working with my own coach that all of this shifted. And I really truly believe that you aren't meant to heal alone. And I don't even know if it's possible to heal alone. We are designed to heal in community, in connection with others. And you can try and do all this work on your own. You can try and learn. You can listen to all these podcasts, read all these books. But it's completely different to actually experience this in your body and have someone holding and guiding you through it. And this is what I love doing now with my own clients is healing and guiding them through these things so they aren't doing it alone. And then when you do get to that healed place on the other side of it, your perfectionistic parts, your extreme parts, your all or nothing parts, all of these parts won't be in the driver's seat anymore and they get to take on new roles. You can use them in some areas of your life, but they aren't running the show. I still use my perfectionistic part sometimes, maybe when I'm working on making these podcasts for you or Instagram posts or creating courses or projects, things that I'm working on. I love to use my perfectionistic part parts to create really high quality educational content for you but at the same time this perfectionistic part isn't running the show with food or with my body or with other areas of my life where she isn't needed and so we're not trying to banish these parts of us we're not trying to get rid of them completely we're just trying to love them and heal them and allow them to exist in parts where they can serve us and can support us and not run the show in other areas where it's negatively affecting us. So I want you to know that you get to choose how you show up in your life. You don't have to say, I'm just an extreme person or I'm just a perfectionist and let that be your fate. You get to have a life that feels easeful, joyful, alive you get to choose to feel that way and this is why i'm so passionate about what i do and about this work is because it's not about food it's not about your body it's not about all of these mental health conditions or physical health diagnosis that you've collected throughout your life that's not what it's about it's about who you are at a core soul level and when you uncover these parts and you heal them and you release them and you process these emotions through your body You get to spend more of your time living from your soul. You get to spend more of your days living in that clear, connected place where you feel like your true self because the parts aren't running the show. The trauma isn't running the show. The nervous system dysregulation isn't running the show. You are the one running the show. Your true soul is in charge once again. And I believe this is how life is designed to be. We were designed to live our lives from this place. And that's when... A lot of magic can come into your life. A lot of abundance can come into your life. Deep connections with your friends, your family, your partner, 
this is possible when trauma and drama isn't running the show. That's what I have to say for today. I hope it was insightful and helpful. You can always message me on Instagram if there is any questions, if there are any questions that you have, anything that you want to share with me. I love communicating and connecting with people on there. And you know where to find me if you are looking, if you are ready for one-to-one coaching. I am here for you and ready for you when you are feeling ready to do the inner work. I love you. I'm proud of you. Take care of yourself. Take a deep breath. And I will talk to you again next week. Thank you.